Welcome everyone to this Dunhumby podcast series, which is all about the importance of putting your customers first, whatever retail setting you operate in. My name is David Choncho. Together with my colleague, Dave Clements, we host a series of these bite-sized podcasts with experts from the retail and data world, and we explore the importance of putting customers first with practical examples, techniques, and lessons for retailers and for brands. Today, we're speaking with one of my favorite Dunhumby people, Richard Dawson. Richard heads up our customer engagement and media propositions consulting globally. He brings deep experience, um, not only in media, but also in loyalty. So welcome, Richard. Hi, David. Delighted to be talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. I enjoy learning from you so much. It's uh, always one of my favorite conversations. Thanks again for doing this. Pleasure's mine. Richard, let's start by talking about what customer first means to you, and then more about how this definition applies to media. Sure, David. Good question. Good place to start. So I think um, when we're really thinking about customer first, it is literally that. So putting ourselves in the shoes of customers and really thinking about what it is that they need um, as they're going about the day-to-day process of shopping with you so you know what are their needs whether they need help whether whether they need rewarding maybe or you know inspiration throughout the shopping experience and and often when we're talking about the world of communications and and media we're talking about interactions and offers and content that really sort of acknowledge and recognize customers and that are relevant to their needs and more often than not, that means um, that they're personalized, um, particularly these days. So we, we have great capability to be able to personalize the experience. And the more we can do that, the more customer first we can we can be. I'm very glad that you used the word content. Um, you mentioned also offers and communications. But content to me means that not all communications have to give discounts or coupons, for example. Is that right? Absolutely right. Yeah. So so whilst um, the world of personalization has really, really been applied to to offers, increasingly, we're, we're just seeing ways in which we can help customers in the day to day business of shopping. So whether it's building shopping lists or understanding what, you know, the most relevant promotions may be for them or inspiring them with ideas and suggestions and all these things we can we can use an understanding of customers to create engaging messages and content um, in a personalized way that that can that can help build engagement with them without necessarily always having to make the conversation about discount or about price and actually if we can do that and we can build a positive experience then um, we we can have an impact on the overall value equation so maybe we can even think about how much we need to invest in price because the customer has such a great experience Sure. And, you know, those things that you mentioned, um, again, particularly like the concept of helping customers, seem to me to be even more important in this COVID and post-COVID world, right? Because shoppers are looking for ways to make the experience easier. You said a shopping list. You said recommenders, you know, promotions that are relevant for me, for example. I think those are great, great words and great concepts. Yeah, 100%. And you'd have seen that applied more broadly as well. So retailers focusing on um, easy, convenient, seamless checkout processes Mm -hmm. and particularly payment solutions as well. So it really, retailers are really thinking about that whole world of 
um, you know, loyalty and payment and e-commerce together. And that really is what the, the experience is about for customers. And, and the more that we can, we can make that relevant and customer first in the way that we think about it and the principles that we apply to, to managing that experience, then the, the more we can deliver value to customers and engage them in the brand. So hopefully they'll shop with us or choose to shop with us um, more than, more than competitors. That's so well said, this concept that loyalty is something much bigger than just that proposition or just the card or just the app. Um, and then, of course, media is, I think, the way that we talk to customers and listen to customers. Yeah, for sure, David. But you, you, you know as well through all your experience in really helping to have a kind of customer-first ethos throughout the entire business and how you can change a whole business around the customer. It's not just the, the channels that we're talking about today. but um, um, but yeah, I think I think um, uh, th- there's an increasing understanding that if you want to make your media business work, then it needs to be customer first. You mentioned that ethos, and we're using the word customer first. So let's talk about why such this customer first and ethos approach is so important. For sure. So I think I think if um, if you take this back to first principles of building successful engagement with, 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 with f- from a retailer point of view to how a retailer engages with its customers if it understands the things that customers need and it builds propositions that engage with those priority customer needs then customers are going to want to shop with a retailer um, if you're not really understanding what's important to customers then you're maybe building more transactional relationships and maybe you're building that kind of one-time visit or you know you you have a basic basket but you're not really going to be building sustainable long-term loyalty that's really about understanding you know the depth of of of, of your customers as as individuals as groups and really sort of trying to to understand what will engage them and make them make them tick and you would say one at a time when you talk about engaging them yes well certainly from 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 kind of uh, where i sit within the business then yeah it's all about the uh how much we can really build a granular understanding using, you know, data attributes of um, of those individual customer motivations and needs across the end-to-end shopper journey, um, and then making sure that we're putting the right message in front of a customer at the right time to really help them in that particular moment, depending on what they're trying to do. So, you know, maybe they're uh, browsing before a, a shopping trip. Maybe they're, they're looking to build a basket online. Maybe they're, um, you know, choosing what time to go to store. They might have a particular mission in mind. They might be, you know, really thinking about, um, you know, what they're going to cook for their family for this evening. If we, the more we can understand um, that the context of the the decision around the purchase of the product, the more we can create that relevant interaction with the customer, and um, and and then hopefully, you know, we 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 just deliver a great experience for them and, and that builds long-term loyalty over time. So one more item in the basket, one more visit as you, uh, as I think you've said many times before, David. Well, and you're then describing also, this is about helping customers make choices quickly and simply. Um, it's really helping them cut through clutter. Uh, I, I think that we ask customers to do an awful lot. And by that, I mean, when you consider that a typical Retail grocery store, for example, might have as many as 3,000 items on promotion a week and 400 of those on an end display and then another 200 of those featured in an advert or a flyer if they do that. Just, Just imagine how difficult that is for a customer to sort through all of that. 
So we mean by personalization, I think you're saying, to simplify, relevance means help me know which of those promotions are most important for me. Sort those out for me, right? Make it easier. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's pretty crazy, isn't it, if you think what we're asking customers to do, because they have busy lives. It's not like they're they're just thinking about coming and shopping with a particular retailer. So th- there's already an awful lot going on. And then we're just piling more and more information on top. Um, and yeah, I think particularly if, if you think about the increase in uh, customers shopping online and through particularly through mobile devices as well, we've seen huge growth in 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 customers you know shop, shopping on mobile through the pandemic as well you have that tiny piece of real estate you know the mobile phone screen that you're trying to place the most you know the, the whole store on that screen and and actually if you can't be relevant in what you're suggesting to customers in terms of the products then they 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 might buy that sort of you know fit the mission or fit fit um, what they're trying to do then it's really difficult for customers so i think helping um customers to navigate choice at speed really is the the essence of of personalization and, and like you say to cut through that clutter and really help them and and you know and we we know that retailers that can do that successfully um are are, are winning so we can see that in the results and we also hear from customers as well so customers who who don't experience a a personalized shopping experience are actually that's starting to influence their choice of where they shop so um, you know, there are studies that show that sort of 50% of customers are starting to think, well, if, if, if the experience is not personalized for me, I'm, I just may choose to go and shop elsewhere. So it's having an it's, it's having an impact on the bottom line. It's not just a, a kind of a nice to have these days in, in the world of, uh, of retail, particularly grocery retail. Well, let's continue that thought a little bit. So we talked about the customer benefits for, you know, choice at speed and relevancy in terms of what matters to me. You said, I agree with you, that retailers who do this well are winning and that it affects the bottom line. So there's a payoff or a win for the retailer, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I think the more the more you can... Um, you know, deliver the experience that customers are looking for, then the more you're you're driving those incremental um visits, the you know, incremental items in the basket and you're building loyalty over time. So you're I mean that's how you grow customer value. Um uh, you know, it's all about helping customers to, you know, choosing to 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 turn left to your store rather than right to to competitors. Um so I think for the retailer there's real benefit in building um front margin if you like so growing mm. sales incremental value and obviously when we're talking about media then there's a huge opportunity for them to unlock additional high margin revenue streams um by engaging advertisers to help fund that customer experience so if you can um do that in a way that is customer first then that is um is ultimately sustainable so if if, if you're going to unlock that incremental revenue, uh, the, the revenue stream from from advertisers, then you know the media has to be attractive to them, and and actually it's only attractive to them if it's relevant to customers and will perform. So you have to build this sort of connected environment based around customer first principles. Um, sure. In order to unlock that revenue stream, you use the word advertisers, and I like that. It's a, it's kind of a subtle shift in mindset and terminology, isn't it? For a retailer and a brand to not think of themselves as suppliers, but moreover to think of themselves as advertisers who are trying to reach an audience of consumers. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, um, I mean, th- there's a, 
There's been a real sort of shift, I think, in the way that advertisers see the value or potential value of retail media as well. So, I mean, obviously, um, a lot of the gauge engagement in the past has been around um, promotional support to uh, promotions in store and, you know, tied up in in, in the trade side. But if you think about, um, you know, some of the pressures that advertisers face as well. So um, there's an incredible focus on uh, accountability for 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 marketing spent from an advertising point of view so they're asking their agencies to to do zero based budgeting and account for every penny that's spent so really um you know the the ability to be able to measure the impact of media um is is really important for them but also um i, I think the the big opportunity that retail media provides is they can be standing on the shoulder or you know next to um customers as they're going through this end-to-end shopping journey from you know whether they're, they're they're browsing um the shopping lists at home or you know on an ipad on on an app or whether they're kind of you know around the store sort of the the, the media that's available there right up to the point of purchase so and we know that being able to influence customers at the point of purchase whether that's physical in store or digital online is absolutely vital the ability so, now for for you know for advertisers to be present with customers in a relevant and personalized way so buyers of their brand um or people that you know customers that may like to try their brand is 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 a huge win for advertisers so that's that's the is. opportunity that exists and i was just going to add that uh, i also very much like the concept around meeting shoppers meeting customers wherever they are in space and time. So you've talked about, and by that I mean, and I think you do too, the channels, regardless of their, if they're online or if they're in a store. And that's a bit of a mindset shift for both retailers and brands as well. If I build on the question just a little, so we've talked now about benefits for customers, benefits for retailers, for the brands, for the consumer packaged goods, You've mentioned a few. One is the measurability, the accountability, if you will, of retail media. Yeah, that's right. And I, th- I think the um, the the real difference here is that you know by by knowing the customers that we're targeting, um, or that advertisers are able to target, and then also be able to look at what they then go on to purchase using loyalty card data, and you know increasingly at- attaching that to other other data sources as well then we can create that sort of closed loop um measurement which is which is really valuable so you know advertisers and their their agencies are no longer just reliant on on looking at click through rates and as as metrics but they're actually able to to look at incremental value and therefore um create a really clear view of return on ad spend which is ultimately the metric that they're looking to um to 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 manage um and i think you know retail media traditionally has been it's been difficult to buy into so it's um right it's really it's it's hard you you know a lot a lot of retailers have set up businesses um channel by channel and it's been bitty and there's been a sort of real um blur i guess between or you know it's mainly been around trade spend but i think as as the technology arrives as the an understanding of the opportunity arrives as you know, our ability to personalize the experience increases and, you know, create that environment for advertisers to buy in in a seamless, frictionless way, then obviously, you know, these become really meaningful uh, channels almost, you know, retail media as a channel for advertisers and their agencies to think about buying into alongside other, you know, traditional broadcaster channels, for instance. It's a, 
it's it, the, the the scale is there through the reduction in friction um and that again you know serves to 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 increase the opportunity i think as long as we've known each other richard i don't think i've ever told you that i actually headed up advertising um for a retailer for a few years um and remember that the metrics that i was accountable for were such things as impressions or eyeballs um, but never at that time in the world was I accountable for conversion. So who actually made purchases and whether or not the advertising was effective. Yeah, hundred percent David. And, and, and um, you, well, you, you'll understand better, better than most, you know, from that, just the, 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 the mindset shift therefore. Um, I mean, this is really, this opportunity is, you know, is, is really making agencies rethink their models as well. So how, how can you, gain that level of accountability across other channels and it, it just really helps you with decision making i think it's it's super clear to understand you know accountability by channel you can see the the additional benefit of having a an, an omni-channel integrated approach to advertising as well so you know we we know because we can measure it you know we, we can use um shopper data to measure yeah, that when you when loop, you integrate right? yeah you close the loop and you can understand that you know when when you you interact with the customer in a personalized way across multiple channels, you know, you, you get exponential benefits. So we know we get a 30% conversion ratio um, when we're talking to a customer in a personalized way across three channel, three or four channels versus uh, maybe 4% if it's, you know, ch channel by channel. Um, so we can measure the difference. And, and again, that's just part of the benefit and the accountability that advertisers are looking for. Yeah. So I love the benefits we've covered off for customers, for retailers, for advertisers. Um, let's take just a minute and talk about now how <laughs> this all gets unlocked, really. I think, and I mean, David, you've talked uh, in the past a lot about this kind of flywheel mm. notion as well. And I think that's really what we're trying to help retailers to see the opportunity around and to, to get spinning. So, um, and because those, those benefits for the customer, for the retailer and for the CPG are really interlinked. So unless you're doing the right unless you're being customer first in your approach and you're doing the right thing for those three groups then your flywheel gets a little bit stuck but if you're um unlocking ways in which advertisers can invest into the customer experience in a personalized and relevant way um so if i see if i see a relevant um ad or right, you know a sponsor product placement when i'm building my my basket online I'm 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 going to put that product in my basket if it's personalized to me if it's relevant I probably won't if it's if it's not personalized um so I then engage in that advertising that's doing a great job for the CPG the CPG then thinks well hey this is you know this media is performing I'm going to invest more and the more then benefit this CPG gives back to the the customer through the retailer then you know again the more the customer is engaged so we we can set up this sort of real um Posit positive cycle between personalization and customer engagement and uh monetization from the from the from from the advertiser point of view and we want to get that flywheel spinning and we we know that if we um set the business up in a customer first way we can really make that flywheel spin and pull more advertising um or more cpg contribution into the environment um yeah, and, and, so Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, I was going to say, David. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you know, from your experience, how if if um, 
if it's not performing for for advertisers then it's it's more of a tax really it's going to be a one-hit wonder right so yeah you uh you you're not going to create demand in the advertising market if it ain't working for the for, for the advertisers and that also means it won't be working for customers either so again it's back to your point before it's just noise and clutter and that's just what i was going to say when i kind of interrupted you there is that this idea to summarize of a better experience for customers driving uh, better performance for you know advertiser investments and for the retailers means that there are just sharper more precise investments which which perform better in terms of the cost of of communicating with and listening to shoppers which means in turn that we're creating a, a better experience so it is that virtuous flywheel that we know from our experience working with our clients works it works every time. In fact, I've never not seen it deliver superior <laughs> results, you know, better customer engagement, sales growth for brands and retailers. So every time this works. Yep, 100%. It's the only game in town, really, isn't it? And I think when you look at the opportunity as well, that's what staggers me. So um, you think today about 5% of what vendors and CPGs spend across trade and shopper marketing is personalized mm-hmm. um, and you know the rest of it is not personalized and we you know we know the incremental benefits for all three parties through personalization and all right you've got you know there's some uh, some practice around um, you know expectations around back margin and trade spend and how that's used in the business it's a bit of a gray area but the, the opportunity to break through that with transparency and improved performance um, by better, you know, transferring some of those funds into personalization is absolutely huge. Um, and then, you know, makes... at the same... so please again, <laughs> go on. And, and it's, it's the, the opportunity is huge. And then you think, well, you know, if we, if we can create, um, you know, reduce the friction and increase these opportunities for, for brand money to flow into this whole kind of, you know, experience of engaging customers throughout the shopper journey, then, you know, all of a sudden you have you have much closer and better engagement from brands throughout the whole um, experience. Um, it's a it's a huge challenge from a retailer point of view to get that all set up. You know, it's, it's uh, structural yeah. from the from the top down, and there's, there's yeah. a lot of things and, you need to put in place. Think, but uh, we think they need help, um, right? And you know, it always mystifies me. And what I was going to ask, it mystifies me that more retailers and brands have haven't caught on to this, that they're not practicing this um, flywheel, this virtuous flywheel. Why do you think that is? Well, I guess um, I guess a lot of retailers have, I mean, there's no secret that there's a huge opportunity out there in, in retail media, I think. And I think, you know, particularly retailers who have significant market share have been looking to monetize their assets for, for some time. And, you know, mm. we... Um, we obviously started working with um, with Tesco over a decade ago on 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 just that. Um, I think one of the challenges is that almost this, you know, version one point naught, if you like, has has been um, has followed a lot of the sort of siloed, um, you, you know, thinking of right. I, I know there's an opportunity out there um, as, as as a retailer, but um, I, I, the, the cost of entry were quite high. So from a technology and a capability point of view, you know, I'm talking sort of five plus years ago mm-hmm. so typically it's kind of outsourced to a to a third party channel vendor so you've built up this this ecosystem has been built up where you have you know multiple channel vendors all trying to sort of talk to cpgs separately um so actually 
that doesn't really work particularly well from a customer point of view because I have an inconsistent experience across channels. So I'm not seeing the same, you know, the same brands talking to me in the same way or, you know, in, in an integrated way across across channels. It doesn't really work for CPGs because um, and, and advertisers because, you know, it's difficult for them to buy and they have to talk to like five, six different channel owners. So it's, it's just bitty. They can't plan from a customer point of view to manage interactions with customers through the end-to-end shopper journey which is how they want to structure their budgets by the way i mean they're they're, you know cpgs are organizing themselves as well to be able to follow the shopper um, and that doesn't necessarily mean planning in silos so i think um you know one of the challenges for retailers is to um is to kind of manage that uh, channel proliferation if, if you like in a way that hasn't been particularly customer first and try and sort of build the right capability which which does focus on the customer and does you know link across channels has as its basis a really really deep understanding of customers through analytics through science um and you know allows advertisers to to plan and buy campaigns across channels sure. in, a, in a simple join up way which is why we think they need help in starting with the data and then just kicking off the flywheel um and why we and why you were in the role you are and and heading up media propositions. Hey, and I have just one more question for you, I think, as we come to time. Um, And that is thinking about your experience. You've worked across many organizations with some very different kinds of operations, uh, including oil companies and retailers and multi-formats and multi-brands, et cetera. Um, Do you think that customer first, particularly around media, is more similar or very different when we look at all these different verticals and models. Do you know? I think the I think the principles um, are always the same. <laughs> so okay. I don't think there's any there's any particular industry where you can't sort of take the principles of just know, knowing your customers through you know, analytics and insights, and then really you know that that discipline of understanding what matters most to customers. In, in in a linked up way and if, if if you can help an organization to organize in order to be able to deliver that experience i think whatever the vertical um you know the the principles the ethos are, are the same and you know back to closed loop measurement as well i think it, it applies across the board um i think where where uh in grocery the challenge is 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 particular is the complexity of the data the um the need to manage across um you know online and offline sales the 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 journeys themselves that you're trying to plan Mm -hmm. are are sophisticated you know they're complex people are doing things in different ways it's not the same as when you think about media in a in a pure play online environment um so i think the 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 knowledge and the understanding the executional ability to be able to hold to customer first principles as you execute in the grocery environment is is a particular challenge um and i think i think that's where um you know, we obviously hope to, to, to help our clients out. So, Oh, great. But the principles are the same, you know, um, as always, I've, I'm grateful for the time to chat with you. I've learned so much again, and I'd like to ask you back. Maybe you and I could talk about, um, premium loyalty programs and other topics soon for today. I'd I'd love to talk premium loyalty any, any time, David. Yeah, no, that's uh, always good. (laughs) All right. Well, let's do that. In the meantime, we'll thank our audience for listening today. 
and we hope that you found this helpful in thinking about how your organization can activate and practice customer first. So please join us next time as Richard and I explore topics like premium loyalty. Thank you again, Richard. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take care.